If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. ESPN 690 and Action Sports Jacks presents Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau. We're going to have to show a little more patience than the year two pom-pom people. Casey Kurtz. Yo! Well, what are we doing, bro? Come on! And Aaron Schachter. I'm, I'm all in favor of these two showing their love and really celebrating their relationship. This is Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau, Casey Kurtz, and Aaron Schachter on Jacksonville's home for ESPN Radio, ESPN 690. What is happening here on a Wednesday here in Jacksonville on the road once again called an audible. I got to see a baseball game, man. I'm missing baseball. Going to be out here at Creekside. We got some foul ball. Doesn't matter much. Well, I shouldn't say that. Probably matters to the kids. Yeah, the poor kids out there playing their heart out. Brent's like, who cares? Well, I mean, it doesn't like count, count. But uh, I missed some ball. I got to go see some some baseball a little bit. I can't didn't get it done for me on Saturday. So I uh, figured, what the heck, let's come on out here. And uh, we will do just that with the baseball playoffs starting and uh, fully underway. Brent Martineau here. Aaron Schachter back in the Action Sports Shack Studios. Casey Kurtz back in the Action Sports Shack Studios. And uh, got the equipment from Davoli's as well. Mark Davoli kind enough to drop it off yeah, at the nice. homestead yesterday. He all in me. one piece. So nice nice job, Casey. You got it all back. It's just a team like, effort. It's like your mom said, find, put it back the way you found it, right? <laughs> and uh, here we are. You did it. So uh, Alright. Way to bring my mom into it. Nice. Well, that's what every mom says, I think. Most Way to go, Teresa. Raise me right. <laughs> shout out, Teresa. Let's give Chip the shout-out. How about a little Teresa shout-out? That's what I'm saying. Shout-out to my mom. Does she Teresa did the hard ever, work. Does Teresa ever listen? Uh, l- okay, less, but occasionally. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's what, funny, what right? Yeah. Uh, that's what happens, though. Like, like moms are all gung-ho, like, taping the shows when I'm on TV, like, back in the day. Like, send me what you're on, and then... About like twelve days later, like man, I haven't seen him on TV in like six years. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, that's the way it goes. I was like, man, I I thought about listening to the show today, put it on, and I I just forgot. I didn't. Like that's what she'll do now with the radio. She used to, once in a while she'll listen, but uh, not very often. But Chip Chip's like an avid listener, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he's a P one. How about you, uh, Aaron? What's that like? Like family. Did they, when you first got on the, the Eagle or the radio or the whatever, like, were they all about it? Like, no. oh, that's, that's Aaron. Listen, no, I don't think there is. So good. I don't think there is any point in time where anyone in my family took an interest in what really? I was doing. No. That's oh. surprising. Sorry to bum everybody out, but not everyone's family is into it. Yeah. I mean, I, fig- I figure they would at least pretend. Yeah. No. At least lie to make you feel good. No. No lying. No. We're uh, we're all blatantly honest with each other. Yeah. My well, wife, my- too. My wife couldn't care less as long as I'm not talking oh, about her. Yeah. So. Steph is, Steph's, well, she doesn't know half the time that you're talking about her on this show. But, you know, part of the fun is when they don't listen, then you get to be honest about some stuff. Well, that's true. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I threw that out the window. Steph might be listening <laughs> to the car, flip it on for a little bit. But uh, if, uh, if, if uh, she takes a bullet... <laughs> During those couple minutes, that's Whoops. part of the gig. Part of the Steph, gig. <laughs> kids, they know it. No yeah. holds barred, man. Ty, Ty's taking plenty of shots here on this show. Uh, Kaylee, probably the same. So uh, Kaylee said it. Kaylee brought up the conversation again last from last week. Today, 
She's like, people can't believe that I'm actually thinking Snapchat over getting a car. Yep, if well, given the two options. That it's was pretty wild. Insane. I yeah. forgot I wasn't here for that. But when I when that popped up on my Twitter, I said, this guy, this guy. I told Amanda's whole family. I'm like, all right, so this is Brent. I work with him. He's trying to let his fa- his kids get Snapchat or maybe a car. They're like, what? Snapchat? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a mess. He's a helicopter parent. <laughs> <laughs> they said, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I think it's you. great parenting, to be honest with you. Like, that's why I don't care what you say, especially 25-year-old Casey Kurtz, but I really don't think, care what anybody says. Like, I think it's unbelievable parenting right now that they don't have Snapchat. And and Kaylee, again, like, she was serious today in the car. We, were, we went down to Flagler, by the way. Uh, you were taking college visits, and they don't have Snapchat. Yes, that's true. And uh, <laughs> and so she's on the way back, she's like, I can't believe people are saying, like, they, they're surprised that I would even – remotely think about picking Snapchat over a car. And I and she's like she tells all her friends, she said, that's because you guys have had social media. You know what it is. Like if I had to take that away from you, you couldn't live your life. I said, Kaylee, that's exactly why you don't have it. Yeah. That's a good point. I told you when you told us, man, I thought that was great parenting. I, I don't I think I'll be that. as strong. I don't think I'll be able to hold out till 17, 18, but I'm trying. Kaylee needs to come to her senses though, bro. You need wheels more than Snapchat. I know, that's the thing, right? I'm like Kaylee. Are you serious here? Like, I'll glad you gladly give you Snapchat. And if you go down the rabbit hole and end up wherever, well, that's oh, okay, fine. But it costs me nothing. Like, the, the car is going to be a little expensive. A little. So, so if you if you want to uh, if you want to save me some cash and go with the Snapchat route, that's fine. Not only is it expensive, but talk about anxiety as a parent when your kid is finally able to roam anywhere at oh, any yeah. time at, that's at 80 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah that's, that's happened. Uh, uh, that uh, That's already underway. That's tough, but you got to let them go sometimes. Yeah, so yeah, even, yeah. Um, uh, you got to let them go. You just can't let them get Snapchat. You can't <laughs> let them snap their friends. But let them go into the world. Yeah, man. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Martin 0101, you should write a book. Kaylee will be we do well, though. <laughs> Kaylee and Ty will be married with three kids. Be like, can we get Snapchat yet? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, the uh, Jags. Uh, the injury stories are the big stories coming out of the Colts and the Jags uh, right now. It uh, looks like Foley Fadakasi is back at practice a little bit. Uh, we know Ben Barch is out for the season now, uh, which was kind of the rumblings, and uh, Doug Peterson confirmed that today. So they've got Tyler Shatley. They brought in John Miller, who's got some experience. Uh, they also have Cole Van Len, and I think, I think that's an okay spot. I mean, I, I wanted to see Ben Barch develop, so it's too bad for him, and I think he was playing okay. But I think... I, that's a position you can find some replacements at, and I think you feel okay at. Uh, so I'm not sure this is going to hamper the Jaguars uh, immensely. Meanwhile, on the other side of things, the last time the Jags played the Colts, guys, they didn't have Pittman, they didn't have Leonard, uh, they didn't have Pierce. They did have Jonathan Taylor. This time around when they play the Colts, they might not have Jonathan Taylor. I mean, who knows? We'll see where it is. They are very quiet on whether it's a high ankle sprain for real. That was the initial report, but have been very quiet since then. If it's a high ankle sprain, there's no way he's playing this week. Yeah, the, you don't recover from high ankle sprains in 10 days. The latest from Indianapolis was that uh, Taylor was at practice but not on the field, working on the side. And he wasn't the only one. Like, there's a whole list of them. Yeah. And so let me get I just retweeted it a short time ago, so let me make sure I've got this correct. Uh, where is it? Uh, Naheem Hines and Taekwondo Lewis in red non-contact jerseys. Remember Hines coming off the concussion? That looks pretty ugly, too, right? The head yeah. injury the other night. I can't imagine he plays, given everything that's been going on lately around concussions. Quiddy Pay, no boot. He's uh, watching, but no boot. Ryan Kelly working off to the side, the offensive lineman. No sign of Shaq Leonard, Jonathan Taylor, Julian Blackman. 
uh, in the first practice of the week for the Colts. Like, that was the Wednesday report out of Indianapolis. And then I think you might have seen something later that Taylor was out there, but not practicing. So they're banged up. They're banged up. And if they don't have Jonathan Taylor or Naheem Hines, I mean, they just kind of gutted their offense, didn't you? Yeah, they certainly have struggled to throw the ball, though Alec Pierce has come on as of late. I he think has. Matt Ryan's getting a little more comfortable with him. But uh, between Pittman and Pierce, you know, that's a handful. But outside of that, I mean, are you worried about Mo Cox? Not as much. Not really. Not really. Used to be worried about every tight end that ever played the position, but not <laughs> anymore, I don't think. Uh, yeah. That hasn't been that much of a topic. That's actually been a cleaned-up topic, hasn't it, Casey? Yeah. Yeah, we don't even talk about it. I'm out here trying to play tight ends in fantasy, a little DFS. I can't even play the person against the Jags. What a world this has become. Yeah. Uh, seriously, Jonathan Taylor can't go if he's not 100%. They're really, I mean, they are banged up. They are not right anyway. They're 2-2-1 two, two and one in some incredible fashion. But they're not a good football team at the moment. All you have to do is watch the Thursday night game. We watched them here in Jacksonville. We've seen a couple of their games now, like in its entirety, and they're just not very good. Honestly, their defense is keeping them in games, kept them in the Houston game. It, you know, the Jags kind of ripped Gus Bradley's defense apart, but they still only allowed 24 points. And other than the one big run to James Robinson, they did a good job stopping the run. In fact, the Jags and the Colts are, I think, top five against the run in the NFL right now. So the defense is keeping them in it. They kept it in them against the, the Colts, uh, against the Broncos the other night, too. But this offense is just anemic. And Matt Ryan can't get it done, and he also can't get blocking. Everybody thinks this offensive line for Indianapolis is good. Everybody thought that going into the season because it's been pretty good the last couple of years. Not the case, guys. He had 21 sacks. They lead the NFL in sacks allowed. Them and the Rams, surprisingly, 21 sacks for those two guys. And not surprisingly, Matthew Stafford, statue. Matthew Ryan, statue. Can't do it in today's NFL unless you've got a really, really good offensive line. Yeah, the offensive line on the Colts, I know everyone isn't the biggest believer in PFF, but it's you know it's the easiest way to see grades on guys. That offensive line in Indianapolis, according to Pro Football Focus, doesn't have a guy over a grade of 68 on it. Yikes. I mean, they bottom out at 50.4 on the right side, 55.8 on the left side. No wonder wow. Matt Ryan is getting blindsided every other minute. The Jags just have to throw the kitchen sink at this guy, don't they? Just got to bring everybody. Yeah, I think, but they also don't have many people that can beat you. I mean, Pittman can be a big play, Casey, but I, I, it's not Tyreek Hill. It, so I think you kind of keep everything in front of you and see if they can, you know, go 30 yards, 40 yards, too. I, I think there's an element of that, that, but the Jags will bring some at times. I mean, because you're right. If they, they get that back there quick, Matt Ryan's got nowhere to go. Nowhere. And, and But they might feel like they can beat them with four. I guess that's what I'm getting at because that offensive line hasn't been great. And so you kind of hope the Jags, with those PFF grades, with the way they've played with 21 sacks allowed, that the Jags can handle the Indianapolis front. And really, if Taylor isn't 100%, or especially if he doesn't play, I mean, who's their game-breaking guy, Casey? Just Pittman, right? Yeah, I mean, Alec Pierce has been okay, but I'm not going to give him that title. But to the point you were making, uh, you know, don't, don't get it done with four. You know, Blitz, bring the boys, because here's the situation. They're going to have to score on defense to win. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I feel good about anything after what happened last week. No Taylor, no whoever. Great. Bring the house. Make some plays. Scoop and score. Do what you need to do. But, yeah, outside of Pittman, with, especially without Jonathan Taylor, I'm not worried about anybody breaking it. And with that offensive line, I'm not even really that concerned about Matt Ryan having the time to get Pittman an opportunity to break it. So bring the house. 
Bring the house. Yeah, yeah bring the house. All right, how much confidence have you lost in the Jags' offense? Well, I just said they need to score on defense to even score. So well, uh, I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling great, Brent. Aaron, you feel the same way? Not as not as deeply hurt as Casey, but it's definitely so much pain. It's a far cry from what you saw against the Colts the first time, or even against the Eagles coming back and scoring all those points to be in that game. I, you just you haven't seen it in two weeks, so it feels like it's been a very long time. If you don't see it this week, you're going on a month since you've seen any real work from that offense. Crazy. Well, here's the deal. I haven't lost that much confidence in them. And the reason I say it is twofold. One, they misfired on a lot of plays against Washington. They should have scored 35-plus in that game. Then they go and they scored 24 and shut it down in the fourth quarter. They would have scored more. Shut it down. I think. They did. I mean, they did nothing. They basically knelt on the ball, you know, in the fourth. And then the Chargers, they go up, put 38. And they got some help from the defense, some short fields, too, in both those situations. Uh, and Philly, they get off to the nice start. And that was the game, really, where their offense just didn't do anything. Like, they didn't have a lot of yards. They weren't on the field. And they couldn't sustain anything. Like, that was their worst performance offensively, believe it or not. Even though they scored more points than they did last week. Their offense moved up and down the field last week, guys. Like, that was not fake. Like, they, they got 422 yards. They made plays. They had 10 plays over 17 yards. They had Travis Etienne finally break out. And they did it all with Christian Kirk getting it one time. And they obviously misfired on the fourth downs and then the, the dumb interception. So, I just don't feel like... I've lost a lot of confidence in this offense. I feel like Doug Peterson's going to make it work. And now they got to go make the plays and more of them. They're making some. They've got to make more of them. And all eyes, of course, on Trevor Lawrence. Can he bounce back? Because I'll get into that in a moment, but I think there's something you got to keep an eye out for. So I get the six points. I understand that. That was almost like the five turnover, one-off type thing. Doug Peterson couldn't even remember a time when he put up 422 yards and didn't score a touchdown. The Jags had never had it happen in their franchise history, and I've seen some bad offenses around here in Jacksonville. So I don't think the Jags' offense is broken is what I'm getting at, but you guys are a little concerned it might be. Well, really, I'm concerned about Trevor's ability to get the team back on track without help from uh, the sidelines. So in the thick of things, obviously, in the huddle, getting things turned around and not letting it get to his head. You said they moved the ball, and they did. But obviously, when you get to the red zone and you can't punch it in, it's a, it's a significant problem. I think there's a broken nature to it. I do believe that to be true. But at least he's been good against the Colts before. You know what you're going to get. Mm -hmm. You had your best performance, arguably, as a pro against them. A few weeks ago, so not much has changed since then. So if there was reason for optimism, I could see it. Don't get me wrong, but Brent, I'm be honest with you. I know 400 yards is a lot of yards. You could, 700 yards is a lot too. And if you still score six <laughs> points, you lose the game. So we, you know, we need points. Yeah. I think it's fair to say their red zone big play money downs are, are appear to be broken. That's been consistent. They can't seem to cash in enough. They did for a little bit there, but they're not doing it enough. They, they're getting opportunities, but their red zone stuff isn't good enough. But they're getting, and then, they're getting those big chunks in the middle of the field. Well, that's what I mean. Like, they're moving the ball. Like, again, guys, I think something significant here, and I don't even know what, like, the average is, but the Jags had 10 plays longer than, I think, 17 or 18 yards last week. In a game, they scored six points. And some of those plays were, like, 
30 yards, 34 yards. I think there might have been even a 40-yard play in there. There was a 28-yard play. So we're not just talking 17, 18, 19 yards. I mean, they were getting chunks of yardage. To be honest with you, it's the short yardage stuff that hurt them the most in that game. Second and one, fourth and three, fourth and one. Like, those are bigger problems than gaining yards, getting first downs. Jags have been terrific at getting first downs this year overall. So so I'd say if there's a broken part of their offense that still needs to be fixed and that you would be like, I don't know what to expect out of it, it's the red zone. It's the big moments that at the end of the game. It's those kind of, but specifically the red zone. They're just not scoring enough. But I have full confidence that the Jags are going to move the football on Sunday. They've shown that for basically all five games with the exception of the second half against the Eagles, I would say. Yeah, and you could blame that on weather if you'd like, or uh, or that game just a, or four turnovers in five possessions. That's, that right? too, sure. Like where it was just impossible. Oh, yeah. So, all right. So let me let me bring up Trevor here for a moment. Oh boy, I'm a little. This is what I'm a bit concerned of more than anything in this game. Like Trevor needs a. Like Trevor doesn't desperately need like this unbelievable game, but Trevor needs more of the Chargers Colts kind of game than he has had the last two weeks. And that's, like, obvious. But I'm, what I'm saying is I think they need this, this team needs this, because three in a row is bad. Two in a row eh, sometimes happens, you know? Three in a row doesn't usually happen. And if this team is different, if Doug Peterson is different, then you don't lose three in a row. If you're any good, if you're any good, I don't think you lose three in a row in the NFL. The Jags over the years have had tendencies to lose nine in a row, six in a row, five in a row, get a win, then lose another six in a row, <laughs> 15 in a row. I mean, they have, Casey. I know. Like, they cannot well, make <laughs> the 2018 Jags, fresh off an AFC championship game, fresh off a three-in-one start, lost nine games in a row. I mean, that's ridiculous. Like, you don't do that. You don't do that if you – and they got destroyed by injuries that year as well, so it all went down, and the quarterback uh, went in the tank that year. So this does go hand-in-hand hand with the quarterback. If your quarterback plays a decent game, there's a really good chance you're not losing three, four, five in a row. If the Jags think they are good, which they do inside that locker room, and think they're at least better and are taking a step, you don't lose three, four, five in a row. You just don't. And so if the Jags had come out of the gates, they lose to Washington, and they had lost to the Colts, better team than them, at least everybody thought at the beginning of the year. They lost to the Chargers. They lose to the Eagles. And they went 0-4. You know what? That was a stretch where you could be like, well, they messed up the Washington game, and then the schedule got tough. If the Jags lose to Kansas City, Baltimore, and let's just say the Raiders, is that what they have in a row? I know it's not in that order, but don't they have those three yes. in a row? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they lose those three in a row, or even if Denver's playing better and they lost four in a row, guys, like you can make, you, you could see them playing decent football but still not winning games at the end, and you're like, well, that's part of trying to turn this thing around. And that's really good competition. Potentially they're playing, depending on how the Raiders and Broncos are playing. Mm -hmm. So, like, you could see it. Not this stretch. No, not this stretch. The Eagles, okay. The Texans, Miserable, disgusting, embarrassing, bad. That's what kind of loss it was. Gross. This Colts team is not good right now. And by the way, the Giants aren't as good as their record, and I think everybody in the league knows that and think Brian Dable knows that. He's doing a hell of a job. So you can't go into this stretch 
where we thought they could make some hay. I'm hoping they go two, two out of the three. But they can't go over three in that stretch. Yeah, that's going to put them significantly behind the ball, wouldn't it? Yeah, and it, it no, would. The season's over. The season's over. It's in the tank. But here's the thing, Brent. You started out with Trevor Lawrence. You said, I don't think he has to have a massive game. I could not disagree with anything more than what you just said because I think he has to have a big game. And he doesn't have to throw for four for, bills. For who, though? For who? For, to, for the win or to calm everybody down? I think for both. I think for both. I'm not asking him to throw for 400 yards, right? I, I know that's what you're thinking when I say massive game. I'm talking complete 72% of your passes. And take what they give you. Do exactly what you did in the first game against the Colts because I don't know why I'm a believer in this, but I'm a believer in Trevor Lawrence knows he has success against the Indianapolis Colts. He's done it three times. He's had success against them. Well, look, if the offense is going to do work against the Colts, it's likely going to be the passing offense because Colts are 15th against the pass, fourth against the run. So you're going to find some hard times down there trying to rush against this team, as they've done in the past. And to that point, when they've faced some resistance with the run game recently, they've gone away from it. So to that point, Trevor does need to be good. And I think he needs to have a big game because this is the team he knows success against. But to your point, Brent, they lose this game. I tell you what, Giants might not be this talented. They winning, and I don't feel good about that one either. So you, you need to win this game, and if you don't, we're in the tank. What's interesting to me is is, is you got to win them in different ways, right? Like the Colts, yeah. the the Colts. If if the Colts win against the Jaguars, they're doing it differently than if the Giants win against the Jaguars. If the Giants win the game against the Jaguars, it's very likely not because of Danny Dimes and the wide receivers. It's because Saquon goes off or something, or their defense is just absolutely shut down defense. I don't think that's the case with this Colts game at all. Yeah, and. I, I agree with you. They are different ways. They're different styles. And the Jags, I think we said this going back a, a couple of weeks ago, guys. Well, even when they were 2-1 and one before the Eagles game, you have to learn to win different style games. You have to learn to win close games. You have to learn to win ugly, rainy games. You have to learn to win just games where your offense isn't clicking uh, or your defense isn't clicking and winning a shootout. The Jags haven't proven that. They couldn't last week prove it, that they could win the football game even though they played a C game especially on offense, you know. They just couldn't find the way to make the play. And for that reason, they're the same old Jags. And that loss was so meaningful because it sets this in motion. The Indianapolis Colts, I thought the Jags were going to lose to the Colts this time around. That was even after they whitewashed them 24 to nothing, you know. They just crushed them. So they, they've got to be able to... They've got to be able to win these games, one of these games. They can't go 0-4 in this stretch. So... Uh, we'll see if it happens. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Brett and friends at ESPN 690. Live at Creekside High School. Got a little baseball game going on uh, back here. We'll be right back. More Jags talk. More NFL talk. A little Major League Baseball talk. Uh, Braves game is uh, is uh, delayed, by the way. Oh. Yeah. I think they're not starting until, like, well, I think it was supposed to start at 435, and now it might not start until a little later. I think uh, weather. Sewer Weber's there. Maybe they'll give us a report from there. Oh. We'll be back on ESPN 690. When I was about to get traded here, it was like, it was a big deal for me because I was like, damn, like, the first time they tried to chase me was in the season. I told my agent, like, I mean, not right now. I don't know. Not right now. Because, you know, when people presume, when you outside looking in, this was before, like, when we had Halloween season, they had went to the playoffs. But I was like, man, I don't know about Buffalo. Yeah. This, shit don't, this shit don't sound right right yeah. now. Then I was like, after the season, I was like, man, it's either I go there 
or it was like the Jets or somewhere like that. I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna go to Buffalo and see what's going on. Who was that? Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs. Yeah. You know, I saw somebody's. Who was it the other day? Uh, you didn't want to go to Buff. Yeah, a lot of people don't want to go to Buffalo. That was for, for that Aaron, weather. That was for Aaron Schachter, though. You know, what I'm saying like Aaron was listening. He's too stunned to speak when he heard another team, another highlight player, turn down the New York Jets. It's old hat by now. Nobody, everybody, the Jets targeted were like, who? Who else do we have offers from? Who else, please? Well, well you remember a couple weeks ago? I think we were talking about this Christian Kirk. Like Josh Allen was talking to him about Buffalo, and he's like, "No way, man. It's cold." And then, that's a real reason, though. Hey, like, I, and then, and then after watching Kirk against Philly, I was like, okay, I see why I don't want to go to Buffalo. <laughs> Yo, I saw this thing on Josh Allen. It was on TikTok, so it could be fake. But it was like this guy that breaks down the taxes that these athletes pay. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. If this Crazy. guy's right, Josh Allen's paying like $28 million in taxes. So then I look at Tyree Kill, and I'm like, I get it, bro. Over what amount of time? Because that's what it on is. On like, 45. Is, is, is he breaking down the entire contract? Or no, just he, per year. Okay. No, he's he's paying twenty eight on forty five million. That's what he said again. Like I trust it, but it's at the same time, off. it's TikTok, right? It's a bit off. He's not well, paying more than fifty percent of his contract in taxes. Maybe it's twenty three. Well, here's the deal, though. Either the way, one, bro. Here's a here's a like dirty little secret. I you guys probably know this, but I'm not sure everybody knows it. <laughs> yes, outdoor fireplace and such. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> I pay twenty eight million dollars in taxes myself. Oh, um, not shocking, you, but uh, so I I, I feel for it. Enough from you. And, I, and, and by the way, that's with no state income tax. So, <laughs> Build different. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but the, you know that when they go play in California, so it could depend on the schedule. Like Josh Allen, when he played that opener against the Rams, he's got to pay California taxes for that game. No way. Really? Yes. That's wild. That's so messed up. Yeah, so you've got to pay, like baseball guys and stuff. They've got to pay in different cities. No way. Where they play. We'll that's ask play real? harder. We'll ask Clay Harbor when he comes on about it. But, yeah, there's, like, I don't know the ins and outs. I'm not smart enough for that. Um, but Yo. that's a thing. Yes. That's awful. So, that's like, why, uh, yeah, they were saying a lot of these. I don't know what the tax is called. But. That, that's why they were saying a lot of these guys were considering doing this uh, hybrid crypto versus cash payment because those are taxed differently. Yeah. Oh. Ah. So, like, if we go to the Super Bowl, do I have to give my show check in taxes in Arizona? You don't have to, but they Because I'm broke? Well, that's uh, I think it's because you got to. There's something to do. I, I don't know. I'm making stuff up now, but I think it's awesome. got to do with the entertainment. Possibly, you know. Probably. I'm assuming it's like this for a musician, Aaron. Like when they play in a concert venue in Florida versus North Carolina versus New York. Yeah, or, I don't. I, I've never been know? on that side of the finances with the musicians. I just pay them. I don't. Do, I don't do the book, so I wouldn't know. But I'll tell you this: when I moved to Jacksonville, it was in April, and then at the end of the year. I'm doing my taxes for 2003, and I had moved from New York, which does have a state income tax. Also, it says city income tax, by the way. You are old. Uh, yeah, thanks, Case. And uh, I actually had to pay New York taxes for the three months I lived and didn't work there. Huh. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to ask Clay about this, but because I, so I just don't want to give bad information. But taxes there's are something- wild. Yeah, it's, it's crazy that they've got to do that. So, um, hey, I've got a couple comments. Uh, that stat boy, my man Dan, uh, how much confidence have you lost in the offense of the Jaguars? Dan says none, none at all. He's more with me than he is with you guys. Um, it, but then he's not with me on this other one. <laughs> I'd say if the Jags lose four in a row, three, four in a row, their season's over. And he's like, that's dumb. What? 
which he might be as dumb. He said he asked me if I was canceling Jaguars All Access and JRL, <laughs> which I appreciate the shows that he knows the shows exist. But uh, no, we wouldn't cancel them. But there have been times over the years that I wish we had. <laughs> so wait a second. What's this guy's theory? If the Jags are sitting at, uh, what's the record, two and three? Yeah, they're two and three right now. So if they go two and five. So uh, two and seven, you're thinking well, no, there's not, still not, hope not, left? No, let's go not go to two and seven yet. The re- I painted the picture of they would lose to Philly, they lose to Houston, they lose to the Colts, and then they lose to the Giants, I see what right? you're saying. These so four, now okay. they're two and five. And so he's saying, hey, relax, man. They're two and five, but they still got XXX. But, but my point when I say season over, guys, the whole idea this season is to be relevant throughout it, or as long as you can. How much can you hold the rope, right? How much can you be there in mid-December and still have a chance? Even if you're not the front runner, can you have a chance? And that changed a little bit when they were 2-1. and one. You're like, holy cow, now they might be the front runner. Everybody started to pick them as the favorites to win the AFC South. That well, that's fun. not the case right now. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. And so, but that's my point is how much can it be fun for? Like six, seven wins, okay, it's somewhat acceptable. Is it acceptable after the 2-1 and one start that we saw, the capability that this football team might have? I'm not sure that is anymore, six wins especially, maybe seven. But if you're two and five, and your next four games, and Casey just checked me if I've got the schedule right, but I think it's Denver and London, uh, you come back against the Raiders at home, you go to Kansas City, and then you go to, uh, or you play Baltimore here. That is correct. And if that's your next four, well, come on now. If you're two and five, that could be two and nine, right? What happened, Eric? I just like the way he said, come on now. It tickled me a little bit. <laughs> I was That's like, did right. I say something? He said, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you distracted me. Go ahead, Brett. <laughs> uh, the, so two and nine or three and eight? Yeah, like, that's yeah, it's ugly. Over. It's ugly. It's over. Like, you, you can't, you're not going to, I don't. But you uh, still yeah. got the Lions, the Jets, who are terrible, you know. You got the Texans. Best fourth quarter team in football right hey, now. Hey, man, good thing they play the other three. <laughs> Holy cow. I mean, I don't know if you want to call it the Jets do the other three playing. But, okay. but that's, the, that's the thing, right? It's just that you don't feel relevant in that stretch. And You're that, right. And that's the, I guess, what I'm getting at. And by the way, at three and nine, it's kind of hard for your team to sit there and go, all right, let's get geeked up to go out there again to play the Cowboys in mid-December. Coop. Well, we've lived that enough, right? We know what that feels like around here. And, and yeah, there's still things to be done and growth in Doug Peterson's. Yeah, they could win four out of their last five, and then it would feel better. I don't disagree. But let's be honest. If they were three and eight, uh, well, that'd be with six to go. They could win four out of six, and it, they never had a chance. But then you'd be right back to where you were in the preseason going, I think the Jags can win six games. I just want to see them be competitive. Yeah, I think that the key here is to get to five and five, five and six, six and five, right? But six and five might be asking a lot, but five and six. Can you be five and six after 11 with six games to play and then let's see what happens? Like, that's all people are asking for, I believe. And, and we've had to reset our expectations a couple of times this year. Yeah. That's really what I'm getting at. Which is the annoying part, right? Like, here's the thing. I want the team to win. Don't get me wrong. But they goofed around and made us think that they were good. <laughs> they did. So then we reset <laughs> did. it. I sat here and in there, and I said how good they were. And now I'm like, I have to come back down. They got to stop playing with us like this. Either be good or bad. One or the no. other. Pick I, a side. I, I, I'm no, really don't. Good. No, don't pick a side. At least give us back and forth is fine. <laughs> but the fourth has yeah, to dude. come now, this week. Like I just said, I was just talking about two and four facing the Giants. I think the Jags are going to beat the Giants. I actually think they're going to beat the Giants regardless of what happens in Indy. I was literally going to sit. I'm with you on this, Brent. I really what? do think the Giants are due and the Jags are the one to do it. But, but, but here's the deal. 
if they're two and four and have lost three in a row, and depending what it looks like against Indy, there's not a lot of faith in this town that they can beat the Giants, who are now four and two or maybe five and one, depending on what happens. You're right, but if that's what happens, if they're if they if they're down three in a row and it and it's been a weird three, depending on how it happens with the Colts, but they could have won that Eagles game, they should have won that Texans game. If that's a situation they're in, doesn't it seem like the kind of game where they get up and just punch somebody in the mouth? And it might. They might. That like would I, be the one they have to do it in. I thought they were going to punch the Texans in the mouth. I <laughs> thought they were that pissed off. And, yeah. and, and it didn't, they didn't work that didn't way. Happen. Now I think they're pissed off again. And there was no can punching. they punch them in the mouth? Can they do that? Can, I would think, can they get mad? Can they be angry and channel it into success? I would think they would be more mad after uh-huh. the Texans game than the Eagles game. I would t- they were. I was in both locker rooms. They were. <laughs> nice play. They, they were way better. I mean, way better. Way more angry. Yeah, way more I angry. Mean, I mean, that was the angriest I've actually seen a football team, like right after a game in Jacksonville, probably since 2018. Because, again, they have this expectation like they're pretty good. The last two years, the team did not have this expectation. They didn't know if they were any good, and they soon found out they weren't very good. Now, I will say this about the comment I just made. The last two years, we haven't been in the locker room a lot. <laughs> True. It just, it just sunk in. Okay, you know? but like in a vacuum, you go from scoring 22 to 24 to 38 to 21, and then you get to the Texans game and you put up a six. I imagine they were really, really mad. They were. They were. I, again, I, I tried to, uh, you know, say that on, on even Sunday in our postgame show and everything else, but they were. You could sense it. It, it was anger. Like Josh Allen? who's really great wins and losses, does a great job of staying even keel. Not happy. Trevor, you can see it. Go look at the post game. Not happy. But there were other guys. Like, that was a different way they were walking. And their face said it all, too, uh, in that locker room. So, and I think it's a good thing. But I think it's a good thing only if you can channel it into, okay, we're never letting that happen again. We're going to play much better than that. And so we'll see if the Jags have the ability to do that. Hey, before we get to a break, Devontae Adams, what's the latest? You're our police report expert, Aaron. <laughs> well, they, well, obviously, the uh, the photog filed the police report, and then charges were pressed. It's a misdemeanor assault charge, which really means for a famous person, a rich person, or a football player that you show up at the police station with your lawyer at a time you deem convenient, you sign a couple of papers, you pay a fine, and you walk out and wait for a court date which will obviously become a settlement. Devonta Adams will never have to actually answer for this. Does anybody know how much money he's going to lose in this? Bro, I saw something, and this better be cap. It says only a 1K. No, it'll no, be that was that. No, that was the pres- that was like it the carried fine a fine of $1,000. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. I bet she has to come off six figures below <laughs> six like, figures. You, below you, six figures. You, you, want, you want Devontae Adams to have to give up like $5 million for this I point. want. It's so amazing. I <laughs> want the guy that got absolutely tackled and just thrown down to thrown, the ground. Thrown. Arms extended. At concussion protocol, I want this guy <laughs> to get what he deserves, and yeah. that's $750,000 of Devontae Adams' money and a signed jersey. If I had a guess. And, and we signed had a signed jersey. <laughs> What I would want to get signed, I would want a professionally blown up large high res photo of him pushing me that he has to sign. That's what I would ask to get signed. I'd hang that in my house, and that'd be the conversation piece. Actually, and the seven fifty. Casey just had a really good one, right? Like I'd ask get something from the Raiders, but get the jersey that says "Sorry, I pushed you." (laughs) Like that would be really good. Yeah, you know what else would be good about that is if you wanted to get rid of that someday down the road, and like. 25 years, some knucklehead memorabilia guy like Casey mm, no. would probably buy it. 
No, Casey will correct you right now. The personalized stuff loses value, right? As far as the graphers go, if it oh. says to Bob from Devontae, it loses but value. But don't say Bob. Just say, sorry, I pushed you, Devontae. Yeah, that's true. And then people would remember the moment. You're capturing the moment. I understand what you're saying. I just I don't think it works that way. But for me, if it was me, I would want personalized just to just to own the like the, like the man's presence in my house. Be like, yeah, this guy <laughs> had to beg me I, for I, an I, apology. <laughs> And now I I'm hanging it above my ass. fireplace. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll get. I think uh, obviously they're going to settle, so we're we're probably never going to know what that number is because everyone will sign NDAs. But I bet you it's somewhere around 100 k. Yeah, I would say it's probably something. Because you're paying for the guy's silence. You're not just settling the crime. You're yeah. paying him to yeah. sign an NDA. Is essentially what you're doing. How much is embarrassment worth? You know, I, I guess because that's I do what a lot you for can free. free. I mean. <laughs> you do. You do. Thanks. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, we asked yesterday, would you file a police report? If you got pushed down by Devontae Adams, and I'm so proud of Twitter. Oh. The vote, 46% said yes, 54% said no. 54% of y'all are lying. lying. Like, there's no other way to put it. <laughs> if there's if there's six figures in front of you, you're taking it. Like, yes. I'm sorry, I don't believe any of you. Yes. I'm gonna None ask, of you. I'm, I'm going to ask some lawyers. i got to find out if it's really six figures. I'm just not sure it's six figures. The 46% of y'all that told the truth... You're welcome here anytime. These are the same people who, like, if you asked a guy if they were getting divorced from a wife who made more than them, if they would try and take some money out of that thing, they'd be like, no, no, that's her money. Stop it. Stop it. The law says you can take it. You're taking it. Stop it. All right. We'll be back. Uh, update on baseball. We got Clay Harbor joining us 4 o'clock. We're going to talk taxes for players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk Jags and drops. We're going to talk Trevor Lawrence. We got the Eagles, we got the Bears, we got the NFL. So a lot to come with Clay Harbor. Coming back, we'll talk uh, and update you on the Major League Baseball playoffs. Why can't I ever get to eat it? I get to watch the Dodgers win, the Braves win, the Yankees win. I saw the Patriots win a million Super Bowls. You really took violence today, Casey. When did the Mets get their chance? When did the ground is gone? Diaz is gone. Yes. Memo is gone. Memo is going to be gone next year. True. And this was the only chance. This is their only year. It's just gone. Gone. <laughs> I wanted to get that in earlier in the week, but I still think it applies, man. That Frank was, the Tank. That was me a couple of days ago. Frank the Tank having a rough time. Fans are the best. Are they? <laughs> they are. That one's for you, Aaron. Mets fans are more sad than best. Poor guy. I don't feel like the Met fan took this... Did you just not hear that man crying? Oh, that guy's doing it all the time. He takes like a weekend series against the Braves. You know Frank Mets. Tank? Wait, yes. can we get back to Brent thinking that Mets fans didn't take this hard? If the only reason like they it. could have underwhelmed you with their sadness and anger is because we saw it coming since June. Well, that's probably it, though. Maybe you guys talked yourself into it, and you were glad that at least you were around to be a part of it for as long as you were. Bubba, no talking needed. This is just how they do every year. Every year. It's. I said it to Casey, and what? It, it, it must have been May. It really was. Or April. It was well done by you. Like, Talk to me in June. You should have bet on it. Like, you should have bet on it then that the Mets were going to lose the wild card series. That could have been my, uh, my Derek Carr bet. Well, here's what it paid off. <laughs> a couple of things. Uh, Phillies and Braves supposed to go. Have you seen any update on that? Uh, Phillies, Braves, I don't know when. Ugh. It's supposed to be 435. Uh, and the Braves, it has been amazing. Uh, you block your ears right now. Uh, both these teams. But, but it has been amazing what the Braves have done in the second half of the last two seasons. 
And I don't know the historical value. I know last year had a bunch of historical value to it, their comeback and where they were and, you know, end up going to win the World Series. But I wonder if teams have done it two years in a row to the extent that they did it. You know, I think they were 10 and a half back to the Mets. But that was June 1st, June, July, August, September. I mean, it's four months to go in the season. If you really break that down, I mean, you got to gain, what, two and a half games every month? It's yeah. not that crazy. If you go Now, if you were, it's August 1st, that would be something else. But... Uh, the significance of them playing better, I mean, Brian Snitker, the, the manager, you got to give him a lot of credit, right? Playing good ball down the stretch. No doubt. You so, got to. Padres, Dodgers. Uh, Padres had some chances yesterday, uh, but Dodgers are going to be so good. It's going to be tough. How about the swing by Alvarez? Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Funny story. So, speaking of Chip, called my dad yesterday on the way home from Davoli's. So I, haven't talked to my, I don't talk to my dad on the phone. It's, it's tough to do. I'm not going to lie. We only talk about sports. That's all we've done for our whole lives. So like, we have to try to talk about our lives. It's very awkward. Anyway, <laughs> so he's like, I'm let, talking, me just, let me just squeeze in this really awkward, really real thing for a quick second. And then, okay, let's yeah, go. Uh, so I'm talking to my mom about like actual things, and my dad's like, they're going to blow it. I'm like, who, dad? He's like, the Mariners. Runners on base, Alvarez is on deck. America's team. America's team. He's like, oh, they're changing pitchers. I was like, okay, dad. And then they're like, oh, they brought in Robbie Ray. It's over. That's what my dad says. I'm like, it is over, dad. And then he hit the home run, and my dad was furious. I told you, America's team. People in Tallahassee, Florida are randomly rooting for the Mariners. Trying to tell you. Quick update yeah. on Phillies Braves since you were asking Brent Scott Lobbers, a, uh, a beat reporter for the Phillies. He says the uh, Phillies and Braves officials have another meeting at 4 to discuss the weather forecast. And by the way, I think the weather's going to be bad maybe in New York tomorrow, too, so that could be problematic for that game, too. Not for the Mets, uh, though. As well. No, <laughs> no because they're they're on the beach in the sunshine. They're, That's right, they're in us. the Bahamas golfing or something. The Hawaii. Maybe they're in Jacksonville golfing. Maybe. All right, we'll be back. Uh, Clay Harbor joins us. We talk a lot of football coming up, uh, in, including uh, how do you do your taxes as a football player. <laughs> well, I don't actually know if he's going to have an answer for it. We're going to have a question for him about it. Don't let me forget that question, guys. That won't. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back. Brent and friends on ESPN 690. Brent Morton, Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz, Clay Harbor up next on ESPN 690. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.